I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What, 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 what up? And Dougie, Doug Fresh, Douglas, the hip-hop preacher, E.T., Eric Thomas, the chosen one, the voice of the generation. What's going on? Oh, man, I, wow. I felt like I was like about to die, and that was like a funeral little hookup right there. That's a lot of stuff. Wow. Hey, I'm doing wonderful. 55 degrees outside in Michigan at three, 4 o'clock in the morning, so I'm feeling real oh, good. Yeah. I'm, I got on no. shorts. I got on shorts. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, the apocalypse coming. Bring on global warming. He said bring yep, on global no doubt. warming. <laughs> no doubt. Um, man, it, we got a whole bunch to talk about today. Uh, man, I'm sitting here looking through my phone just like, wow, a lot has gone on since um, we last talked. Uh, I guess I should say on the podcast, right? I talk to you every day, but since we talked on the podcast. Uh, but I wanted to, I know it was a special moment for you the other night, E. Uh, we had Jalen Senior night, so... I, of course, I saw the pitchers, wasn't able to come to the game, but uh, Michigan State, of course, played Wisconsin and actually got a win. We've been looking a little better lately. And um, Jalen, I saw the pictures of him with Tom Izzo, the ball they gave him, the whole nine. So set the scene for us, Pops. Y- y- your son is, is graduating from Michigan State, his last home game, senior night, the whole nine. How was it? You know what, man? I'm going to be honest with you. And Didi and I had a conversation about it afterwards. Um, You know, of course, we were asked to come in the tunnel and, you know, they announced the managers, you know, and their families. And Didi, you know, Jalen had Didi's left arm, if you will, and Jada on the right side of him. And, um, you know, they kind of walked out and I walked, you know, behind the two of them or the three of them. And, um, you know, Didi and I just were saying, man, wow, you know, we, we walked as a family, see? You know, and it's just a, it's a blessing to see after, you know, our oldest, 21 years old, we're still a family, see? You know, we're still a family, man. And you know, it's rough out here. You know, it ain't, it ain't easy. And uh, everybody was intact. And I think for me, having, you know, one graduating and one as a freshman, you know, and for her to get that type of exposure, let's just be real, Carl, a lot of kids never come to a game. You know, a lot of kids never get to meet, you know, Coach Izzo or have that experience or they have never been, you know, in that part of the stadium, you know. Uh, and so for I got one walking out and one coming on. And uh, it's just a, it's, a, it's a blessing, man. We got a, his commencement uh, schedule the other day. And um, it's just surreal. See, you know, you, you, you guys both are at this stage where you're, you're young, your babies are young. And so I remember Jalen at that age. And now seeing him graduate, you know, it's kind of, man, it's, 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 it's no words, man, but uh, proud of him for sure. And uh, he did it in four. Here's the thing that blew my mind. I, I didn't know. I didn't know this. But Didi actually shared with Jalen that he'll be the first one in the family, you know, our family to graduate in four. Didi actually graduated in five. And I didn't even think about that C, but unfortunately for Didi, uh, she was in the nursing program. So really the nursing program in the undergrad is almost like the master's. See, there's a certain, 
um, you know, uh, uh, grades that you have to have to move on. And Didi missed it, I remember. It wasn't even a full point that she fell by, and she had to wait the next year to retake that course. And um, because that's just the way the nursing program went. And then, of course, once she passed that class, there were a couple others she could take. So literally, I didn't even think about it, but Didi said it took her five years. So Jalen will be first to do it in four. So, uh, yeah, mm. just, man, just... It's Combining just, them man. together, they still graduated before you. Oh, uh, yeah, well, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? The whole family. The whole family. All the family. Jaden, everybody. Together. They come yeah, out at 11, you had 12. Yeah, no questions <laughs> asked. No I made it easy for him. I made it easy for him. No doubt. So walk us through the feeling, though, man. How'd it feel coming out the tunnel, getting his name read? Like, man, it was in the sense of accomplishment, sadness, excitement. You, you know, you, you, he going to be going off to New York, I guess, and doing this no, thing. No, de- de- definitely, de- definitely not sadness. Like I said, man, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. Like, you know, it's the first time it's happened. And, and, let, and, and I say this with all humility. Like, I, please, you know, don't take this the wrong way. You know, but I'm used to walking out in front of crowds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm used to doing that. You know, I'm used to, you know, hearing the name. Yo, E.T. the hip-hop preacher, I come out, you know, whatever, we do our thing. You know, so for me having my son's name called out, you know, it was like, wow. You know, he, he's, he's starting. This is the beginning of the rest of his life. You know, this is the beginning of, you know, his personal career. You know, so... um you know, that, that part was, you know, you know, weird, but then even for me, like I've, I've hugged Izzo, you know, a few times, you know what I'm saying? Uh, DT, you know, Coach G, you know, uh, the players, you know, I've, I've, I've had an opportunity to talk to the players on the reg. So that part was familiar, but I think, you know, seeing Jalen cry, you know, him and the other managers were crying, you know, and that was kind of a shock to his mom. And I had to explain to his mom, like, you know how many hours these boys put in, you know how many, you know how many hours of practice, film, you know how many hours of preparation, how many travel hours, you know how many hotels, you know uh, how many late nights they stayed up, how many times they had to grab bags off the plane, you know go pick up food for the players, you know, um, you know for real man, it was a lot in it. When you saw the managers crying, you know for me, it, it, I just thought about. You know, a lot of people see E.T. in the public, whatever. They don't know with you guys, the, like, the work that goes in, the grind with Jamal, the grind, you know, with uh, uh, Tay, you know, and Q preparing for conferences, you know, all the hours you put in. So for me, man, it was just like, yo, like, it's real now. Like, my, 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 my baby boy ain't no baby boy no more. You know, he, he is a grown man. And uh, he's off, you know, to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is it, you know? So, uh, but like I said, you know, get, uh, get in the car afterwards as a family. You know, uh, he's taking pictures with teammates, uh, you, know, um, you know, talking the next day. Me and my wife getting on the plane, having a conversation about it on our way to Minis- uh, Minneapolis, so uh, Minnesota. So, man, yeah, it, it was... Um, just like I said, it's unbelievable. It goes so quick, man. So you and Carl, for real, take a lot of pictures. I called C the other day. Uh, he didn't answer, and he called me back. was like, y'all was outside playing football with Trey. Like, play longer, you know, uh, more often, you know, because literally, one day they're in your arms, one day you're holding them, and the next day, man, they, they, they are, you know, grown adults, you know, who are ready to take on the world, man. So really cherish these times that you have with these guys because I'm going to be real. Like you said, see, Jay may be moving on to New York 
And uh, I won't have the privilege of seeing him as regularly as I do now. I'll be going to the games. He won't be at the games. And that last game, see, I will say this. This, this, this is the proud moment. You, you might want to talk to his mama about, uh, um, you know, being under the tunnel because that might have been her second or third time. But for me, you're looking at the last regular season game. So the last regular season game, I'm not sure. Maybe it was on CBS because it was Sunday, you know, but here I am in the stands and I'm looking across and here's my son, you know, um, you know, he always dressed to a T, you know, he always uh, 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 casket clean. And um, there he is with his, you know, with the board sitting next to DT, sitting next to Coach Izzo. You know what I'm saying? So the final game he goes out, you know, uh, sitting between Coach and sitting between his mentor. And, um, you know, we got a couple picks up. We got it on video. So to me, that was a proud moment as a father saying, okay, you had an opportunity to see. A lot of people come to the game, but not many people get an opportunity. I saw him walking over to the, uh, to the scoreboard, you know, making comments. Halftime, he was there. Uh, looking at the roster, whatever, you know, what it is, whatever it is that he's commissioned to do, he's doing it. And I see him walk into the tunnel, and then I see him walk out second half for the last time, you know, and then he kisses the floor, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that, that's the Spartan way, see, of, hey, we out of here, it's the last one. And so, man, just a proud moment watching him as a freshman. Izzo, you know, I uh, talked to Izzo afterwards. He was like, yo, Jalen has grown so much, especially this last year. DT is like he's grown so much, you know, uh, Garland, you know, then I talked to DJ and it was just like, yo, e, he's become a man, you know, in this final year, man. So um, just just man, when you see the time you put in, you know, the effort you put in, the, the, the worship in the morning, the, at night, you know, them reciting the, the, uh, their Bible memory verses and stuff like that, you know, seeing them go to school, you know, just the whole nine. See, it's like it's coming to an end, you know, and so. Um, yeah, man, senior night. Oh, what a night, you know, oh, what a night. And then he was an example for his sister. Like he's walking out, you know, and his sister is like, wow, you know, he's got the ball, you know, uh, this is his space. He's left his name. He's left his mark. And now his sister's like, yo, it's my turn. You know, I'm not in his shadow anymore. Like it's over. It's finally over. I'm not in my brother's shadow anymore. These last three years are my years. And it's time for me to leave my mark, she said. So, yeah, just a phenomenal time as a family, see, and I can't stress it enough, you know, nobody was left behind. You know, they graduate, my son graduated, Didi and I are still together, this is our 27th year this year of being married, you know, our family is still intact, and forget all the money, forgetting all the travels, forget all of that. You know, we, we, we did it as a family, you know, we're not, and this is not to be disrespectful to any other experiences, but, you know, we're not divorced, we're not separated, you know, um, you know, we, we, we're not we, unhappy. Yeah, we're not unhappy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it was a um, yeah, it was a, it was a night we will remember and talk about probably more in years to come than we actually did. You know, that night. I'm saying you, you didn't even and not to keep it going too long. See, but you didn't even talk about like, you know, the Big Ten championships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The memories that he yeah. got cutting yeah. the nets down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's so much stuff that's tied into them couple yeah. of years, man. That's going yeah, for yeah. the rest of y'all life. Y'all got. His college experience was not normal. How many right, managers right. you get on the team? Yeah, uh, I you know what I'm saying. Five, six. Five. That's yeah. five students that have a whole different college experience than anybody else will ever have, man. So that's, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, big yeah. I'm talking about time. I'm, I'm, you talk about time, man, and you sitting here talking, and I'm trying to picture Trey. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At that age, <laughs> yeah. I can't even do it. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? My man three, I'm like, wow. I'm, you know, you're talking about 19, you know, 20 years from now, you know, looking at him, you know, being that grown and, you know, walking the tunnel. I, I can't even handle it. I'm sitting here uh, no getting way. a little emotional now because, I'm, you know, I'm going to be real. Like, I think I met Jalen when he was like six. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. yo, you looking like, yo, this is, you know, si you know se six, seven years old, something crazy like that. And to watch him now, you know, do his thing is like, whoa. You know, that like I remember when he was just a little shorty, man, and, you know, not much older than Trey. So, no, nah, it's um, congrats and, to and Book. You, yeah. And you know what? See, I, I want to say this to, to the, you know, all our supporters out there, man. I don't want to get too deep on y'all, but you guys have to be cautious of the decisions that you make. You know, because one of the things I've never wanted to do, see, I never wanted to spoil the big moments for my kids, you know. And, you know, people think, what does that mean, E? Well, if you and your wife are divorced or separated, like, on their special night, even though it's still a special night, it takes away from it, you know. Uh, if I was in a newspaper for something crazy, imagine me walking on the court, you know, and they saying my name, because they said Didi name, my name, Jada's name. Imagine you saying that. You know what I'm saying? And I just did something, you know, foul that's in the I, paper. I've witnessed it. Not, not to stare at yeah, you, yeah. but I've witnessed yeah. it. I remember going to a graduation, and you know what I'm talking about. And we got a divorce going on, and my man's there with his new wife and, the, the, the yeah. you know, the previous wife sitting like a couple of seats. They're in the same section, yeah. but she a couple of seats down, and the kid's like, yo, mom, calm down. It ain't that deep. And I'm like, wow, yeah. like, this is your graduation. Yeah. And you got to deal with, like, my mom and dad beefing. Like, they yeah. didn't want to be in the same spot yeah. together. Like, they in the yeah. stadium beefing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can see the attitude and all. Like, yeah, that's big, E. Yeah, so, you know, so, see, man, I just, you know, I think about that kind of stuff, and I just want our supporters you know, think certain things through, man, like the decisions you make, you know, can either make that moment a, you know, a shiny moment or it can make it, you know, one shiny moment or it can make it sour. You know, like Carl said, my family's beefing, whatever. So him and his sister not even beefing, you know, so it was a it was a phenomenal night. And um, what I love about Coach Izzo, man, it was like, yo, afterwards, though, we got to get to work. We got two more games. So it wasn't like Jalen. Jalen's in the real world. See, it wasn't like, OK, we had his big celebration afterwards we go out to eat we whatever it's like no now we got to get in here and watch this film and we got two we got illinois tonight see and then we got wisconsin at home you know illinois and illinois wisconsin wisconsin coaches like everybody talk to your family whatever then we got a press conference and then we got to go make it happen so um yeah man just be careful guys the decisions that you make i know you know we, we chasing that um that, that that those dreams and those goals but for real, it's about family, man. You know, it's about family. It's about fellowship, man. It's about having fun, you know. So let's just make sure we don't ruin our baby's moments, you know, by doing things that um, that will take their attention, you know, off of and their energy off of what they're trying to accomplish and celebrate. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And then um, real quick, man, I want to dive into you had another awesome opportunity this week. Uh, for the second time, I don't know if we talked about it the first time on the podcast, but you got a chance to go do uh, Make-A-Wish again. And um, I know you, you talked about that briefly, but that was just incredible. Tell the people about, you know, what, what happened this time. The first time was a little different than this time, but talk about the Make-A-Wish experience. Somebody wanted, you know, had, of course, you know, for those of you who aren't, you know, familiar, Make-A-Wish where they allow someone, um, you know, who's going through some a medical challenge or whatever to, you know, basically get their wish 
uh, met or whatever. So, E, tell us about, you know, that and how that went. Well, first of all, let me just say this. You know, Didi's made, you know, uh, you know I got to be careful how I say it because it's so fresh. Uh, but Didi is, is progressing to her whatever next, you know, career is, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so she put in her two-week notice, you know. So Didi said to me maybe a month ago, like, one of the things, I don't really know what's next. Like, you're going to have to give me a minute. I'm not ready to jump into the fire just yet. But one of the things I do want to do is if you do a make a wish again, I want to go. And I'm like, all right, bet. You know, and so, of course, this one, I, I, and you know, I, man, see, just getting information, man, is just so critical. Because they were calling me, and, you know, of course, I'm taking her to Dubai and some other things going on. So it's kind of like they were pressing me. And I was just like, all right, guys, let's try to get it. I mean, literally, see, they called me and was like, what Monday are you available? And I was like, well, the, la- the last Monday of February. And it was like, all right, let's get it. And come to find out that the lady in, Minis- uh, uh, in uh, Minnesota who's responsible for that, that district or that state, they just had a kid who made a wish. And I think it was supposed to happen maybe, you know, in two or three weeks. And that individual actually died, see, before their wish could come true. So that's why she was pressing me. Because little man was like, either E.T. is my first option. And they were like, well, let's fly you to E.T. He was like, no. My teacher has been showing his videos in one of our courses, our character development course, for the last six years he'd been doing it. So for four years when I was here, but he started two years before me. And all the kids on the track team, the football team, they know E, been following E. And my wish is not just for me to meet E, but I want my school to meet E. You know, and his second option was, see, this is Man, it's crazy, man. I'm, a, I'm so humbled, man. His second option, man, was to take him and his family to Israel to go see the Holy Land, you know. Wow. Um, and so my wow. man was like, you know, like, I'm like, yo, bro, you picked me over the Holy Land? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, wow. bro. You know, so. It's um, a lot of pressure on that man, speech. That's, that's <laughs> no, a no, lot no. of pressure, bro. You better hey, come with it. Hey, Didi came over to me because it was like a group of maybe a hundred or so in there, and I was kind of like having a casual conversation with them before the main group came, and Didi didn't know that. So she came over to me and was like, yo, I'm going to need a little bit more energy from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to come with it. I was like, D, this is only the small group. Like, once they come. So anyway, Didi came with me, and, you know, I was a little nervous, you know, because one of the things with MS, she's doing phenomenal, but, you, you know, you really do have to be cautious about the stress level that you put on her. And this one was, we had to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We had to do that hour and 15-minute drive. You know, of course, an hour layover at the airport. It was almost a two-hour flight. And get this, see, the actual school was about two hours and some change, you know, from the airport. So you're talking about five and a half to six hours just to get travel time just to get to, to my man. And then we turned, it was two hours, and we turned back around and did it again. So we left at 6 in the morning, didn't get home at like 10 o'clock at night. And I didn't really know how Didi was going to handle that. Let me tell you, man, she was so pumped up. She was there crying. Of course, she was talking to the mom. And, man, shout out to Josh and his family. See, the first thing they did when we walked into that room and I met my man, the first thing they did was they looked at Didi and said, Didi, how you doing? You know, and I was like, wow. They was like, yep, we've been following you for a while, following the podcast. You know, we, we read everything, and we just want to know, how are you doing? You know, and Didi, of course, explained, you know, she's doing a thousand times better. 
So the mom and her chopped it up and, you know, for real, see, you, you brushed over it, bruh. But when you get to make a wish, you know, I, I don't want to get too dramatic with it, but let me just say this, see, they, make a wish is not for people, you know, who have, you know, the flu, you know what I'm saying, or who, you know, have a chronic illness that, you know, maybe could affect them for the rest of their life. You know, make a wish is literally for individuals that they feel, you know, uh, may not, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, for real, they may not make it, see, you know what I'm saying, for real, for real. Like I said, I don't want to dramatize it, but it's real, bro. And so uh, we had a great time with Josh, great kid, great family, you know, um, and, and got an opportunity to speak to the entire student body. It's crazy, see, when somebody's been following you or a school system has been following you for six years, it's different when you walk on campus because it's like they feel like they know you. Like, they, they're, like they're with you weekly through the messages. So the, the, the embrace, man, was unbelievable. We, see, who would ever thought that we would reach Alexandria, you know, Minnesota, see? Like, it's 5,000 people that live there. You know, I think it was like 96.3% um, Caucasian. You know, so I'm just being real, see, like, we never, we never know where I work, the reach of our work, how far I work. I'm driving two and a half hours from the airport, see? Like, that's how small the spot is. They only got an airport, you know, so it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And let me just say this. When I talk about, you know, you don't know who you, who, whose life you're going to change, there are those of you out there who would be such a blessing to, like, I'm not a, I'm not a, a football player or a basketball player or a baseball player or a rapper or an actor, yet I'm getting calls, see, from make a wish. And so I just want to say to somebody out there, you have not started your career, you've not written a book, you've not done your album, your CD, whatever. You've not, you've not, you've not done the things that you're gifted to do because you spend so much time worrying about the people who say you couldn't do this and you can't do that and they don't value you and they don't think, man, can I just be real? There are people who can't stand E.T. The, the loud, the passion, the baseball cap, the gym shoe, God, do you know where we would be as a company if we focused our attention on the thousand people who don't like our swag and who don't think we should be doing what we're doing, who don't see any value in it? So can you do me a favor? Can you concentrate on the hundred that do? Like, don't focus on the thousand. Don't focus on the thousand people who like, man, your stuff whack. I don't see why you're doing it. It don't make sense. Like, don't focus on those people who, who are critical for no reason. Focus on that 100 or that 50 that need what you do. You know what I'm saying? And I mean that because y'all think everybody support ET. Everybody love ET. No, everybody don't like ETA. Everybody don't like what we do. Everybody don't, they, they don't subscribe to our podcast, don't read our books, you know, don't watch our videos. They, they don't think it has value. But we don't wake up every single day worrying about the people who don't support us or who don't see value. We, we, we just don't make it our focus. We just don't give them our energy. We decide to use our energy for the people, the Joshes, who are being changed and touched by it. And by thousands and thousands of other people, you know, who find value in what we do. So I just wanted to throw that out there, guys. You will be shocked when you walk in Alexandria, when you walk the principal. The principal's like, yo, can I get a picture, please? Like, people was groupied out. I was, I was tripping. See, they was like, do you mind if I take a picture? I'm like, do, do I mind? Like, I ain't nobody. Like, like, I'm not that deep, but if you want to take a picture with me, cool. All I, you know, I'm just speaking. That's all I do, you know. And so I had a kid come in, 
um, and, and y'all got to help me. I don't want to uh, butcher the word, Carl, but you know, Jerry's, Jerry's kids, like Jerry Lewis, multiple, uh, how do you say the word, multiple, um, I, I, it's MS, but it's not what Didi has. It's not multiple sclerosis. It's a, another form of a, of a disease that young people uh, get. But this kid came up to me and, oh, man, what's up, E.T.? And I'm like, what? He, he was acting like we went to high school together. I was like, what it do, little man? You know, and so we, 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 we connected, and um, he told me how he watches the TGIMs. And I just was like, man, I can't believe the work that we're doing you know, what Carl's doing with the video, see with the branding, you know, just where we took this thing from Michigan State University to we're doing Make-A-Wish now. Forget the corporate, forget the NFL, forget the NBA. Kids with terminal illnesses are saying, I want you to come to my school. Right, I think and that's we, the thing I'm tripping yeah, on is like, yo, yeah. you could have been like, yo, I want to meet LeBron, you know what I'm saying, Adrian Peterson, and, um, you know, to to have them say E.T., man, it's, it's crazy. And it's incredible. I remember the first time you went and did it, I was like, wait, what? Somebody chose you? Like, I wasn't hating. I was just like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you might be far down on my list, player. You know what I'm saying? I'm oh, absolutely. Try, I'm trying uh, to bro, meet. I promise I'm you. I'm trying see, to meet can, Verlander. Oh, come on, <laughs> bro. I mean, you got, you got Tom Brady. You right, know, you right, got bro. actors. You got rappers. You got singers, bro. I'm just being real. See, I ain't trying to be funny. We are not entertainers, you know, like that's not what we do. We, we, we pretty, um, you know, we pretty intense in terms of the message and the content we putting out and to know that you have high school students who are on professional development. Come on, see, when we was coming up, wasn't nobody on professional development like that. These kids are not only watching it, but they have the app. They listening to the album and, and they're serious about, you know, professional development. So I'm, 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 man, I'm just excited about the fact that we are literal like we contributing C in a very meaningful, you know, way into today's society and to our young people. So no, we may not have you was born in the fifties, the sixties, you might not be fooling with us, see? You may not like this is a new brand of motivation. You might be like, I don't really I ain't fooling with them. You might be in the seventies and ain't fooling with us. But we know that there that there is a generation in their twenties and early thirties. We know that high school kids, middle school kids you know, are not only listening, but we've seen school districts go from 30s and 40s in math and reading up to 70s and 80s. And so, see, I'm proud, bro. I'm just going to be real. We don't really take a lot of proud moments, but when you talk about, you know, um, the genera- this generation, man, fooling with, not us, but fooling with motivation and things of that nature. I'm proud, see? I got back on that plane, bro, proud. People ask me, what? I, didn't I just see you in the airport? Yep, what were you doing? Mm-hmm. And when I was able to explain, somebody called me for Make-A-Wish, see? I'm proud, my wife with me, I'm proud, bro. And Didi put on a show, you know, Didi hugging, loving, you know, on the people, man. And so it was just one-two combination, man. It, it, was, it, was, it was out of this world, see? Uh, is it muscular dystrophy? That's it. That's it, Carl. Thank you. Uh, Jerry's mm, kids. Carl That's it right there. The clutch. Thank you, Carl. That's he it. That's why you're on the five now. Thank you, Carl. That's why I went on. That's why I went to Carl. Like, look yeah. it up for me, Carl. Find out. You know it. I, give it to me, Carl. Hey, yep, I'm but, just tripping, Edo, on, and don't gloss over this. Like, you just said Didi was there. Yeah. I'm just saying what Didi adds to that specific event is something yeah. that you can't add. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She a mother. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't care what you do. You can't have that kind of empathy, that kind of emotion. Like, you can't evoke that if you wanted to. You know what I'm saying? As a mother 
with a child, like Didi being able to talk to the mom and hug, you know, hug my yeah, man and do all yeah. that, that's a whole different yeah, level. Whole level that, yeah. You know, your motivation piece is going to be deep, trust yeah, me. Absolutely. But yeah. the piece but, that she added, that that double, oh man, like that, yeah, that's that's something special. And, and, and Didi was like, Carl, when I left, Didi was like, yo, um, and I don't want to put Josh business in the street, see, but their family's going to have to move from Alexandria to um, the Twin Cities because, of course, they don't have the uh, medical the facilities. facilities yeah. And so they're going to be there, see, I think almost um, maybe three three months or more. And Didi was like, yo, you need to write them a check. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, they're going to have to stay in a the hotel. They're going to have to whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you need to, you need to write them a check. And Didi said um, to the mother, you know, look, we ain't trying to surprise you. But when he comes out of surgery, you know, or if there's a moment where he's weak, you know, let us know. This don't have nothing to do with make a wish. We'll personally fly up, you know, and spend a couple days uh, with you guys. And she told the mother, and, and, and between me and you, while they doing their thing, we can go hit the Mall of America. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, man, it's just yeah, a blessing, man, to have Didi on the squad, you know, to, 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 you know, to have, like Carl said, that aspect that I can't necessarily uh, give. And you know, hey, I've been doing this for 20 something years and the fact that Didi is like, yo, it's time now. She could have just been like, yo, I'm gonna keep doing my thing, retired, you know, doing the registered nurse thing. But she's like, nope, it's time for me to uh, help take you guys to the next level. So I'm just excited about you two guys and what you've done to really make this company, you know, not, not, not just, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Registered with, you know, the state of Michigan, but you guys have made it substantial worldwide to the fact that my wife is not looking at it like, you know, the Mickey Mouse Club, but my wife is seeing, you know, the value of this company to the world and saying, yo, it's time for me to get on board and help you guys get to that next, next level, you know? So, yeah, man, like Carl said, a lot in it, man. A lot has happened in the last couple of days, but yeah, man, I'm just excited. See, Carl, why don't you go ahead yeah. and recap your couple of days? Oh, was it as impactful? You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let me tell you something. Go and recap so, what you did so, on Monday. You know what hey, I'm saying? Me, meanwhile, back at the ranch, and I the talked ranch. to Josh last night. It's funny, but me and Josh was kicking it last night. This is our Josh, Josh Hatch. And Hudson and Jordan both had the exact, we don't know what it is, they caught some bugs. So from last Thursday until now, I yeah. pretty much sat on a chair with the computer on one side, the phone there, and little man laying on my lap. Like, I just wow. held my man the whole weekend, bro. I'm talking about, like, everything. Vomiting, diarrhea, fever. He got up to, like, 102.7. My man didn't eat for, like, three days. My son is already skinny. Y'all know my genes. Like, I ain't necessarily coming with a whole lot of pounds with me. <laughs> little man lost. He, I don't know how much weight, but you could look at little man's face and it's like, yo, he lost weight. Josh said... Hudson looks so skinny now, like he's scared. Like, so I'm talking about we was in here just hugging wow. on kids. I let my man watch TV probably the last five. He watched more TV in the last five days than he watched in his whole life. You feel me? You feel me? No I'm doubt. like, this is all I got for you, bro. Like, that's the only thing that my man was just like chill and he ain't complain. He was just like, yo, let me just sit here and watch stuff. So, yeah, major impact. See, major impact on my son's life. Oh, no I'm doubt. I'm sure somewhere down the line he going to remember this joint. But, yeah, 100%. no, man. Yeah, no, just 100%. sick as all get out. Yeah. yeah, and I realized something over the weekend. Um, it troubled me. It bothered me. Uh, I, I had to reflect, and um, I'll tell y'all all, all about it. But uh, let's first say that this podcast is brought to you by Average Skill Phenomenal Wheel, the Marcus Thigpen story. The Marcus Thigpen. Shout out I'm to Thigpen. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out Thigpen. You know, one of E's mentees got his book done. 
Listen, man, you definitely want to check out this book. What a phenomenal read, man. Just, you know, talking about going from literally underrated, undervalued the whole nine, whole life, man, and making it to the NFL. If you have young people in your life, people who are into sports, yes, um, you know, yes, people who they just gotta need read that, it. that motivation, man, you got to check it out. Um, go to our website, man, and catch that book. Uh, Marcus Thigpen, follow him on social media. Well, I think it's uh, what's what's Marcus's uh, social media e? Is it? Yeah, Marcus Thigpen. You know what I'm saying? Marcus Thigpen. Marcus yeah, Thigpen. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, check it out, man. Phenomenal read, man. I uh, got a chance to read it myself, man. You, you're gonna be moved to tears. You're gonna be inspired the whole yeah, night, no, for man. real. He just, yeah. You know, his and it's not just as simple as oh, you know, your guy grinds it out and gets to the NFL. He went through a lot. He, I don't know if you want to share what happened early in his life. Is that too, giving too much of it's it? It's too much. Yeah, it's too okay. much. See, right. it'll well, be too much. He had a yep. very yep. Uh, traumatic yep. experience. Straight out of Detroit, Detroit, baby. Yep. 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 Growing up in Detroit and uh, was able to turn that thing around, man. And what a phenomenal. I'm talking about around. Yeah. yeah. You got so, Look, if AAU, you're a coach, middle school, high school, lacrosse, tennis, Soccer, like, don't get it twisted with the football boy. Like, don't let the, the football thing throw you off. This is about life. This is about life. This is about learning from life and taking what would break most people and turn it into an NFL career. I'm telling you, if you want your young people to be more than just athletes, but you want them to be scholar ballers, look, he wrote the book, guys. Like, he wrote, this ain't no ghostwriter. This is his story. He literally wrote the book. And so if you want your kids to know the importance of school and being a professional athlete and having that balance, you got to read the principles, man. You got to, got to read the principles. It's a life-changing book, man. I'm not saying that because of my love for Marcus Thigpen. I'm telling you because I watched his career. I was, when I, I met him at the Miami Dolphins when we did the um, What's Your Why video, he stood out among everyone. We've stayed in contact. He's a family man, a beautiful wife, beautiful children, uh, has been able to have a healthy marriage in the NFL hmm. as a professional athlete, yeah, kept his family that. intact. And so this is a must read for any parent that has children that are in sports, or this is a must read for any child that is in sports. Must read. At shop.etinspires.com. You can get it right now. Go check it out. Hey, I'm a little nervous. My wife just texted me and said, hey, are you recording the podcast? This is your wife. I'm like, oh, this oh, is no, your no, wife. No, I'm no, saying, no, who wow. else? Like, I got your number stored in my phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. I'm like, what? Right. what? Do we need to pause and continue later on? She said, this is your wife. I'm like, oh, okay, as opposed to who? Right. Lord right. have wow. mercy. Just right. threw my whole hookup off. But anyway, let me get back to the the um, the topic at hand. I, I realized something this weekend, and I was, you know, I, I was sitting there. I was like, man, I got to bring it to the podcast. And am I tripping or, and Carl, you may be able to relate to it a little bit more, or does having kids just turn you into a liar? Mm. Now, mm. let me explain. I was sitting there, and over the weekend, you know, I got back Friday, you know, evening, and, you know, Josh and I were out in Manhattan. He was out there for a day, but, you know, having some meetings, whatever. And I got back, and I just started lying. And I was like, wow, I'm sitting here, I'm like, yo, how am I sitting here lying to my son? Like, I'm talking about every other line. I'm like, and I checked myself, <laughs> and I wrote some of them down. So the first thing on Friday I lied about is he said, 
Daddy, can I play with your phone? I looked at him without any hesitation and just said, it's broken. <laughs> like, <laughs> and my man just was like, oh, well, that's, I guess I can't play with it. And he was out. <laughs> Saturday, we, you know, whole fam was hanging out. You know, little mama, you know, wasn't feeling well. So we was like, all right, cool. Let's go grab something to eat and come right back to the house. We went out to eat. And he saw this restaurant he was trying to go to. I don't know what it was. It might have been Johnny Rockets or something. It just looked energetic in there. He's like, I want to eat there. I look at him again without any hesitation and told him they only have broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yo, they only got broccoli. He was like, oh, never mind. But he wanted to go so bad, and I just shut him down. Um, Let me see. I had one more. Oh. My my man uh, tried to open up. He was trying to open up the door to the bathroom or something. He kept messing with the handle, and I just told him, like, yo, flat out, it's a huge bug in there. Don't open the door. My man just shut it and never. And I'm sitting here, and I'm telling all of these lies, and I'm like, yo, you a liar. You know what I'm saying? Like, flat out, you a liar. And I'm sitting here like, yo, am I tripping, or am I a terrible parent? Because, yo, like, he's three. So, like, he not going to just let you live if you say, yo, I don't really, I can't really rationalize stuff to him, like, Son, I don't want you to play with my phone. I'm on 14% battery life. I don't know where the charger is. Your goddamn stole my charger. I don't have a charger <laughs> handy that I can charge my phone. So I just looked at him and said it's broken. And he just went about his way. He never asked me for it again the rest of the night. When I told him the restaurant only had broccoli, that was the last thing he wanted to do was go to that <laughs> restaurant. Whereas before, he was pulling my hand, tugging on me. And I'm like, man. I'm a liar, and I've never really been a liar in my life, but I'm like, yo, I'm a liar, so I didn't know, am I tripping or am I a terrible parent? Oh, no tripping at all. I I saw, and I can't, I wish I could play, but it had some cussing in it, but there was a comedian a while back, this like a couple years ago, that he was going through that process. I guess my man had just become a parent or somebody he knew or something, and he was going through the process of when your kids just start to talk, and how they always ask that one question, why? Oh, yeah. Why? You know what I'm yeah, saying? So why is it yeah. broke, Daddy? Like, why ain't it? Why can't I go there? He said, yeah, I remember he that said as, when you start out as a parent, you start out trying your best to explain. Like, well, it's, like you said, see, the battery's on 14%. Well, why is it on 14%? Well, you know, our Daddy had meetings all day long. He said, yo, you get into like a two-hour-long conversation oh, yeah, nah. that by yep. 30 minutes in, you're talking about the cosmos oh, yeah, nah. and the I satellites. I just lied. I just <laughs> you lied. don't even know what's happening. Yep. No, I just lied. And I, you know, I, I took it too far Sunday morning. I had been lying all weekend. <laughs> Sunday morning came about, and I told one final lie, and I broke his spirit. And I, for this one, I felt terrible. I was like, okay, I got to bring it to the podcast. He was like, Daddy, um, me and him woke up before his sister and his mom. He said, can, can, I, can I watch Paw Patrol? And I looked dead at him and just said they canceled it. Because I wanted to watch Sports Center. I just looked at my man and was like, they canceled, they canceled that whole joint. Like, they canceled the entire Yo, program. I broke his whole spirit. He was like, wait, what? I was like, it's not coming on anymore. They canceled it. And I turned Sports Center on. And I was like, wow. I may you be the worst far, parent man. in the history. You went too far of that way. Hey, no, you got I know, but it got good to me. You know how you tell one lie, it kind of snowball on you. So I was like, man, I was lying you all told, weekend, and I, that was the creme de la creme. Wow. No, I'm it talking about I canceled the series. I'm talking about canceled it. Like Golden Girls. It's off. 
saying? Yo, I was bugging, bro. So I'm uh, tripping like, yo. I think like, you went yo, too far on that one, see. You I'm went a, too far. I went too definitely far. definitely went I'm too far. Hey, parent. you could have gotten the iPad and given it to my man. You went too uh, far. Oh, bro, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I want, look, it was, you know, early, man. We, we hung out late <laughs> watching movies. I was just like, yo, they canceled it. And you know what? It's funny because he's at the perfect age where you could lie to him. Because he's not old enough to get that you lying, but he's old enough to understand that, yeah, it's over. Like, they canceled it. What can I do about it? And he just so, looked at hey, me. Let me ask you this. What, huh? are you telling Woody, what, what are you telling when he watch it on Tuesday? Oh, he, now that's the good thing. He's not old enough to go back and say, Daddy told me Sunday it was canceled. Now it's on. He's just he grateful just that it's back on. You know what I'm saying? He don't dare question his blessings. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, he's just happy that it's back on, man. So I just sat there, but I felt bad when I told him it was canceled because he just looked at me and he was like, oh. And he Life just looked so hurt. And he just watched Sports Center with me. And the whole time I was sitting there and I was enjoying Sports Center and catching up on the game. But at the same time, I was I was like, you I, may I just have don't went know what we far. would do without C on the podcast. <laughs> right, no doubt. I'm not 100% oh, sure. Oh, hey, see, I meant do. to give you this. A lady emailed me this week from BU, Dr. Brandy. She emailed and said she literally had to stop her car and pull over on the freeway last week when she was listening to the podcast. Oh, She Lord said she mercy. could not contain herself. She said she got so weak. <laughs> It was about to be an accident. She said she pulled over on the side of the road and laughed for about five, ten minutes, and then continued on. It was just it. Yeah, just too hey, But loose. you know what was crazy, though? And, and, you know, I'm not C, so I'm not about to do the tally and stuff. <laughs> but I actually had a, a few people who said they didn't see what was so bad about it. Oh, let me tell you something. That's just purely off the fact that you changed their life with a message. And they don't want to hurt you, I promise The loyalty. You. But I'm just saying, they didn't have to say nothing. They didn't have to respond. They was like, yo, we don't get it. It doesn't seem that awful. Mm. And then Carl added the Thor thing to it on some CJ oh, stuff. Oh, the Thor music like, took it to a whole nother I'm like, Seaton got Carl caught up now. Carl is the intellect, and now he uh, uh, jokey jokey and threw the Thor boy with, with mind you, with some glitter special effects. <laughs> it was glittering. I'm like, unbelievable. I had to fulfill the superhero break, mission, bro. E. I can leave right there Carl by yourself. CJ, I'm not going to be able to catch a break. Oh, man. Yo, I, I'm uh, not going to lie. When I seen it again, I, I literally was oh, like, Oh, I got weak again. It was worse than I thought. Like, I actually had the opposite reaction in that. It was actually so I worse than I thought. It. Well, I sent it to y'all. See, when I got home, that we recorded it the night. When I got home that night, Thor was on TV. <laughs> I came home, cut the TV on, and Thor, whatever the dark, whatever the episode was called, was uh, on. And I promise you, I couldn't st I couldn't stay serious. I had wow. to, like, put the TV down low yeah. and, like, cover my head up. I was laughing so hard. And we should have just had I a metal chest plate on him. Oh, we would have been solid. <laughs> Man, uh, did Diddy see it again? E, did you let Diddy see it again? You know, Diddy ain't listening to the podcast <laughs> or follow us on social media, so she don't even know the conversation <laughs> happened. No doubt. Um, uh, all right, man, let's change gears. Uh, you know, we, we went a little longer early, but I do want to talk about something. Um, and it's something that we addressed before, but I've been getting a ton of emails, uh, questions related to balance. And, you know, as I, I sit here and I'm like, yo, I was gone for like almost a month straight, like for real. I came back, you know, and then left to New York for two days and then came back. And I was like, whoa, I think I slept in my bed like, you know, maybe twice in like the last three, four weeks. 
And I was thinking about, you know, somebody was like, man, you know, y'all been on the road, y'all do this, y'all do that, y'all do so much. Like, how do you keep that balance at home with your wife and your kids and, you know, that whole nine? And I think you've talked about it before, but I think you are literally the master of that balance and that you have more demand on you than anybody, but you've still been able to balance. So I guess I'll ask the question, you know, kind of generically for those out there, you know, who have been asking, like literally, we got like 15 questions in the Ask ET, all related to balance, work-life balance, grinding, you know, how do you grind, wake up early, work, do all of that, and still keep, you know, things right at home and, you know, with your family and have enough time for your kids. And, um, you know, it's an interesting question, you know what I mean? And I haven't, you know, fully figured out the balance. I think it's constantly, you know, a work in progress, but E, you are the originator of the grind. And so, you know, I guess, you know, for the people out there that want to know, how are you balancing it? How do you balance it? How is it different now than it was when, and don't give us now, E, of course, E make a hundred million dollars a speech. So you only got to speak one time a month. But take us back to when you was at 1500 and we was getting to the 2,2500 and you had to be on the road regularly. That grind, that, that, you know, that, that every day, three, four times a week. Like, how are you making that work? How are you balancing? Were you balancing at that moment in your life? Yeah, and I think, see, what people have to understand is, you know, the grind is b- both a verb and a noun. You know, and a lot of people just see the grind, you know, as a verb, you know, something that they do. But the grind is also, uh, it's a mindset. And one of the things that you have to understand when you're grinding is that there are no excuses. And, and, I, and, and I just want to say this because I run across people all the time, you know, who do a lot of talking and a lot of, you know, making a lot of excuses. And when you first start to grind, it, it, is, it is a thought process that whatever it takes, I'll do whatever it takes, you know. So the grind is more than work. A lot of people see it as a verb, like I'm going to get out here and put in 30, 40 hours. You know, absolutely. But more than that, the grind is a mentality. You know, the grind is, a, you know, it, I have to spend time with my wife. I have to be there for my children. I, like there's no excuses in, when we talk about grind as a now, as a state of mind. Right. Uh, uh, um, um, it's a OK. I got like not the physical work itself, not. You know, if you're a speaker or if you're an engineer or if you're a teacher or an author or a rapper. No, I'm talking about this thought process that, yo, it's got to happen. Like, I cannot not give my wife her time because I'm going to get a divorce. I cannot not give my children their time. Like, see, a lot of people want to talk about their wife and divorce, but a lot of our kids out here are not accomplishing their goals because their parents suck. Like, and I ain't trying to be funny. But on the parent lottery, a lot of kids have have had parents who had a lot of excuses of why they couldn't pay the rent or why they couldn't come to their game or why they couldn't help them with their homework or why they could. So understand that when I started to grind years ago, I was like, I am not going to lose my wife. My son will, you know, uh, get a get a trade or go to college. He will have a great career. He will get married. My daughter will, you know. So that's number one, guys. You have to go into it saying that I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not making no excuses. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? And, and, and at the end of the day, see, you know, when you say, you know, uh, whether you're serious or, you know, joking, whatever, and you talk about, you know, um, ET ain't going to get off the treadmill, you know, for $10,000. Listen to me. 
what I'm trying to explain to you guys is that there's no excuse. You can't give your kids a good reason why you can't pay the mortgage. You can't give your kids a good reason why y'all move three or four times a year because you can't give your kids a good reason for why they got to catch the bus because you don't have transportation. They got to catch the three, four buses. So understand this first and foremost, that when you start your grind, you are starting it with the understanding that even though I have to do five or six things at one time, I will not only get it done, I will do it effectively and efficiently. I will not lose my wife. I will be a blessing to my kids. We will make money. We will have time. We'll do whatever it takes. With that being said, the physical work itself, you only have 24 hours, right? You understand, you only have 24 hours. Now, I know Didi like the back of my hand. Didi only requires, let's say, two, three hours a day, see? She's an only child. So she needs her own time. She doesn't want you up in her face. As a matter of fact, we were uh, when Carl was in Australia, and I don't know if y'all remember this podcast, but when Carl uh, had to be subjected to 32 hours of 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 of, of, of manhood, solitary confinement. Yeah, what what <laughs> women want and what men are doing. Didi's thing was the opposite of he don't spend no time with me. Diddy's thing was doing too much. He doing too much. Like, you know, so I understand my wife. <laughs> she like said, my, tell E, leave me the blank alone. You, you feel me? <laughs> so, so, so I know my wife. My wife, an only child. She doesn't need you in her face all day. My wife, you can take her to the mall. She just wants you to drop her off so she don't have to park. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Just drop her off. And then uh, uh, when it's time to go to the cash register, she'll call you so you can come and pay for it. You feel me? So, uh, and, and it's not like she don't have money. My wife just want them to know my man paying for it. Come in here and swipe this card for me. So I know how much time my wife needs. Look, Jada like her mama. Jada don't need you to call her every single day. You can get on her nerve. But Boog and I... We talk on the reg, Boog like, yo, let's go to breakfast, dad. You got time to go to lunch. So see, not only do I know my craft like the back of my hand, see, I know my wife. I know what, what's a C. I know what's a B. I know what's an A. I know what's a C with Jalen. I know what's an A. I know for Jada, what's a C, what's a B, what's an A. So I know my family like the back of my hand. I know how much time we need. I know Jada wants to eat as a family. That's ever since she was a kid. She like, can we eat like a family? I'm like we all eating. What do you mean like a family? She like, we need to sit at the table together. We need to, you know, so I, I go into it see knowing, E, you can only be gone two days before DD pissed. So whatever you need to get done, it need to be done in two days. Or you can only, if you're going for a week, when you leave for a week and you come home, we need to take the kids to Disney World. You feel me? See, she like, if you're going to be going for a week, there's no way you're going to be going for a week and the mortgage still ain't paid. There's no way you're going to be going for a week or two weeks and, and I don't get a Louie out the deal. You feel me? There's no way you're going to do that and we're not going to be able to go to the movies. You know, we're not going to be able to catch up as a family. So I, I guess, see, I'm just saying, I've, I, I, yeah, I but let me challenge it. you though. So I'm take okay, that's fine. You, you know, but take me to, you know, you you a struggling entrepreneur, or you getting started, and you trying to build something like like it's somebody out there right now, and we'll just you know take a, a gentleman that I talked to you know over the weekend about it. You know, who was asking me about it. Who you know wants to leave his nine to five. He's hustling on the side to build his business up. He's got some decent traction, but it's not bringing in the type of money that you know he would have hoped yet. 
Um, but he's self-assessed. He knows it's what he's supposed to be doing, but he's got a nine to five and he's working, you know, the extra hours on this and still trying to keep, you know, his wife and his kids happy. Like, how do you do that? Like, is See, it, and let me ask you simple. this, let me ask you this though. Is it, is there a situation where your family is going to un, have, have to understand that it is a season and they, you, they are going to be without, you know, dad or, or mom for, you know, a little Absolutely. while. You know what I mean? Like, at what point, where is that balance? How do you find that balance? Because, like you said, it's good. We were speaking. You know, we kind of left. You know, we had, a, you know, a, a little time here and there. But if you're working a nine to five and you're trying to build your business on the side, it's just not that many hours in the day. And, and here's your the deal, spouse though, may see, have to understand, like, yo. No, no, no. He's going into deal. a cave and he's about to make it happen for the family. Now, understand this, though. You got to understand this. You can't make your wife understand something she don't understand. So, so here's what I think a, a lot of entrepreneurs do wrong, see. You cannot be in a family, see. You cannot have a wife and children, and you make the decisions on how that's going to work, see. You have to sit down as a family, and that's what a lot of entrepreneurs are doing wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong for working and doing something on the side. You are wrong for working a nine-to-five, working on the side, and as a unit, you guys haven't sat down and talked it through. Now, watch this. I don't know if you heard what, I know you, you heard what Quest said, but I'm just saying, see, a lot of our um, supporters weren't there. But Quest said, when he started off doing this work with us, the, the uh, TGIM, thank God I'm married, conferences, started doing the phone calls, et cetera, that he sat down with Faith. And Faith was like, yo, what is this all about? He's like, yo, this is something ET want me to do. And she said, yo, E.T., my guy, I know if E.T. doing it with you, it's going to be successful. Let's go. But Quest had to sit down with Faith, see? And he had, to, he had to share with her the vision. And I think what a lot of entrepreneurs are doing wrong is not the time that you're putting into it, but you are, you are married but acting like you're single. You are making decisions for your family like it's just you by yourself. And so you're right, see? Didi must understand the grind. But understand this, Didi, Jalen, Jada, we all sit down and we, we discuss, okay, I'm going to put in two hours after I get off of work. But we still going to eat. Like when, when I get home at 530, we going to eat as a family. And then at 630, you can get back to the grind to 830 or 9. But then we're going to watch this show together and we're going to do this on the weekends together. So I'm not saying, see that there's more than 24 hours. But I'm saying you are absolutely wrong if you have a family and you have come up with the plan, you've come up with the solution, you've come up with the marketing strategy, you've come up with the butt, you're doing that all by yourself and you just think your family is supposed to just jump in and just be all gung-ho when there's no buy-in for them. All I'm saying is get some buy-in from them. Share your schedule with them. Share your timeline with them. Share the grind with them. And if you share it with them and you guys decide as a unit that this is the best process or this is the best way to get it done, then yeah, see, they're not going to have no problems with it. But they're in the dark. They don't know how long daddy going to be gone. They don't know how many years it's going to take. Bro, that's difficult. So no, I'm not, I'm not saying you, more hours. I'm not saying quit. I'm not saying give up. But I'm saying if you want to be successful, I don't do nothing without Diddy knowing about it. I promise you that. My kids know when I'm going on the road. I, I take a picture of my itinerary. I show them what hotel I'm going to be at. I let them know what city I'm in. I let them know what I'm doing. 
and we do it as a unit, when Jalen goes on the road with Michigan State, we know where he's at. When Jada's doing her thing, we know where she is. When Didi decided she was going to retire, we talked about it as a family. So I'm just saying if you're going to have a family, do it as a family, get through it as a family, and become successful as a family. So let me, I was just going to add to E. Well, ask E real quick. Just add E because, again, we just dealt with two issues of it, business and family. Now you got, let's just say, a church responsibility. Absolutely. You got your fitness. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, walk me through trying to balance all of that. And, and yep. see, my answer is similar to, to, to E's in terms of everything I do. Like, I don't know if y'all remember on the podcast, I talked about asking my kids which car they wanted. Like, you know what I'm saying? A two-year-old and a four-year-old. Absolutely. I'm like, yo, let's look at all yep. the photos together. Me and Jordan yep. was on. Absolutely, <laughs> Jordan Carl. saw the rim see, and he was like, yo, I like that one. He didn't know why he liked it, <laughs> but he's like, yo, I like that one better than that one. I'm like, Jesse, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm involving them in every part of it. Like, my cousin just asked me to have Jordan, like, um, be the Bible bearer or whatever at her wedding. And I was like, that's cool. I love the concept. I want my man to be more outgoing. But let me just be real with you. My, my kids, he, he seemed kind of shy. Like, that ain't him. Let me ask him. I'm going to ask his mom. I'm going to talk to them. And I'm going to follow up with you. And he was just like, Dad, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Like, he's like, yeah, I don't think I want to do it. And I was like, bet. My man don't want to do it. And, of course, there's a balance of stuff, whatever. I can go into that part of it. Like, you know, there's some things I'm going to push him into or whatever. But, no. Yeah, I but not you how to lie to Bible bear. Right, not yeah. that. I can teach you how to lie to my man. <laughs> I could definitely teach you how to lie. You know what but yeah, no, what, what, e, what E is saying, I'm with, like, for real, let me get you involved because now the expectations are managed. And I think that's the key part. Now you understand what's happening with me as we go into it, and we're going to have to make adjustments. We don't know what it's going to look like. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a plan. We have this plan. We're going to go into it together. And, of course, we won't have to call a couple of audibles in there. Hey, y'all, I might have to stay up later tonight. Like, I might not be able to be here tomorrow a morning when absolutely. y'all get up. We're going to have to absolutely. call audibles. But now the expectations are managed so it's not like a shocking thing. Like, oh, my gosh, Daddy hadn't been with us for three days. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's managed now. But, yeah, he just throw on the other stuff now because, like I said, we just dealt with two parts of it. Now, how do I deal with fitness? My time is already strapped. Like, I can't. I can't take no more time. I got to eat with the family because this is an hour, an hour I can spend with them. I got to do this. I got to do that. For me and CC, I'm trying to put my kids to bed every night, have some part of it, read a story or something. You know what I'm saying? Trying to have some part in that process every night, brush their teeth. Now, how do I put fitness in and other responsibilities with that? Now, now, now Carl's asking me the question, but I'm just going to keep it 100 with y'all. I'm going to push it back on Carl because Carl, over the summer, bought a treadmill he got a treadmill in his basement. What was it, Carl? P, P90X, was that what it was? The insanity. Yeah, the, oh, he had the insanity. So walk us through what y'all was doing. Walk us through what your family was doing. I'm talking about we had the whole family doing insanity. The whole family. We set aside, like, like just we talk about, like, dinner. We set aside 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it was for the day, and we would do it together, P plug the DVD in, and everybody, I'm talking about from Jess, Jesse wouldn't even, how old was she? She, she even, wasn't one, Carl. She yeah, might have been I one. Mean, she might have been just one. And they sat there, sometimes they'll cry, whatever, but every single one of us sat there. And then, funny enough, but like the third week, they're doing the exercises too. Jesse trying to do the exercise. She looked hilarious as all get up, but she right there with us trying to dance and do the steps and jump or do whatever. Jordan was doing it. So, yeah, I got you. And so, see, this is what I think entrepreneurs do wrong. Entrepreneurs have families, but they try to do everything on the solo. Now, look, Diddy was talking to me yesterday. Carl could probably chime in. But Didi told me on the plane yesterday, she was like, yo, E, you know, Carl and them, you know, because they, they have a young family, they do game night. And Didi was like, yo, E, I saw it for myself. Jesse know how to play Uno. Like, I, 
Didi said she, no, she said E. She know the colors. She know which color to put down. She not two years old, see? My, my wife was like, yo, my wife a Uno player. She was like, yo, I'm trying to tell you. The only thing that she get confused on is the six and the nine. She know all the colors. She know all the numbers. She two years old. She know all the colors, all the numbers. She know the sequence. She know when you doing um, uh, stack. I'm laughing. She kip you. I'm like, what you talking about? She's like, kip you. You kip, daddy. She skipped me. Yeah, no, she Bruh. knows the game for real, for real. Bruh, like, and you know playing. why she know the game, C? Because Carl didn't say when she was one, yo, she too young to get involved. You know what I'm saying? She too young to know how to, she don't know her colors yet. She don't know how to count yet. Carl didn't say that. Carl said, yo, we, we playing Uno. And although you're only one, you are a part of this family. So you go, and that's what entrepreneurs are doing wrong. It's like, bruh, you can't, you, you can't say you have a family, but you're doing stuff on the solo. Like, that's not a family. And don't say my kids wouldn't understand my business. My wife wouldn't understand what I'm doing. You darn skippy, she wouldn't because you, you ain't got her involved. You darn skippy, he wouldn't, he wouldn't understand because you're not letting him in that world. But I promise you, um, when you talk about fitness, Carl, guess what? I, I bought all the equipment in the basement. So Didi said yesterday, I want to work out. I said, all right, Didi got an elliptical in the basement. We got two treadmills. Bro, I promise you, you can go to a garage sale and get you a treadmill for $13. They ain't using it. They putting their clothes on it, I told you, on the Resolution album. They put their doggone clothes on it. They got books on there. It's a bookshelf now. So Didi and I, we got weights in the basement. We have everything we need as a family that when we ready to work out, Jada want to work out, Didi want to work out, I want to work out. There are three pieces of equipment and then some other stuff that we can go downstairs as a family and we can get it in. Church, Carl will tell you, Sia will tell you, Didi is just as involved in the church as I am. Didi is doing her thing, buying stuff for the kids calling the clerk, making sure everything is taken care of. So look, guys, am I suggesting that as an entrepreneur, they're going to know everything? They're going to be able to understand everything? I'm not. But I will tell you this. You want to be happy, you get them involved. You want to be happy, you get some buy-in from them. You want to be happy, you let them become a part of the process. And I'm telling you, your wife will take, your husband, your kids will have ideas and things of that nature that will take your brand to the next level. So, yep, see, uh, can't give you no more hours, only 24 hours in a day, but I can simplify it for you by saying, get everybody on one accord, get some synergy going, have a playbook that everybody can operate from, and booyah, bruh, ETA. Our, all of our wives, all of our children, in some capacity, uh, are are informed of what we're doing, and uh, and they and they play their part in it, and I believe that's why we're successful to, to this day. See, see, can I ask you to? I don't know if you tell me if I'm dropping it too early, but can I talk about? I mean, can you talk about my my superpower, my secret oh, superpower? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm playing with it. I'm um, saying you doing it too. Shoot. Let me, yeah, let me, uh, if it's too early, we can pull it back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I just want to talk about it when I got it done. You know what I'm saying? Yep, like, I well, it's you. done, but it ain't done. So I got you. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I got I you. And I, and I know exactly where you're going. But yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's table that. But yeah, for sure. Hopefully next week, maybe, Carl. Yeah, um, got it. Yeah, no doubt, man. I appreciate hey, somebody, that. Hey, somebody Instagram us and ask us about that superpower next week. Make sure that's an ask, ask ET question. Oh, so no we can doubt. Bring it back Please. Out. Thousand Please. percent. Um, 
Real quick, because uh, we're getting close on time, and I'm still like shook over this text. My wife said, "This is your wife." I'm like, what? right, I'm <laughs> right. Twilight like, you know Zone. It's haunting me. Twilight Zone. CJ, here's the question: Did you respond? I did. Yep, I okay. did. Yeah, uh-huh. she. Yep, she. Apparently, she had. My wife has got this new role now, where like she got to deal with a bunch of people overseas and stuff, and so like she like has to work all early. I'm still not used to it, so I'm sure. I was supposed to be like up there and making sure little mama didn't wake up or I don't I don't know. I'm a little nervous though, so pray for me. <laughs> um, so we got one, e- ask, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, ask <laughs> ET, let's see, um, it's brought to you by breatheuniversity.com. Shout out to Breathe You, man. Over 3,000 people in BU now, man. The network is just crazy insane, man. We. Um, just having a great time in BU. Just uploaded a bunch of new content. Shout out to everybody in BU. And shout out to everybody who keeps texting my phone asking me, how can we watch the speech? Can we see this live? Can you see? Yes, you can see everything live. We live stream just about everything at BU. All our BU students, if you were in BU, you could have saw the live stream of the marriage conferences, of e-speaking, uh, the podcast, whatever. Um, you know, we put all of our stuff over there in the Breathe You portal. So we hope that you join us at breatheuniversity.com. We are growing, growing, growing every single day. Shout out to everybody who's coming to Atlanta for Stay Ready. Yeah. Oh, man. We just, man, yeah. had another edition. Yeah. So, you know, we got Inky, Jeremy, Dave, E.T., yeah. and then Willie Moe. my Mo boy, Ju- Willie Moe Jr. Willie Moe is going to host. And the Willie Moe Jr. show. Hosting Flat the out. Man. Yeah, flat and, out. Um, yeah, just gonna be it's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be off the chain. I promise you, this will be a different energy than anything you've ever experienced before. We are super pumped about that. That's Atlanta, March twelfth. Man, get a ticket. Come to Atlanta. The plane tickets to Atlanta are always cheap because uh, Delta is a huge hub here. So get a Delta ticket. Come to Atlanta, March twelfth, and en- enjoy uh, what is sure to be a phenomenal event with some phenomenal young speakers. E.T. anchoring the joint down, going to the next level. So um, join us there. Any other announcements, Carl, before I forget? Um, of course, just a reminder. Hey, Simona's book, too. We didn't talk about that. We mentioned it before, but Simona's yep. book is also available. Shop E.T. Inspires. Um, yep, check that out. There's one other thing. There's something else. Keep going. See, just keep going. I'll come back to you. I think it was one other thing I had. No, I just want to wait until you get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I, I want to wait. Till you come with it. Um, let's see, Jared, and e, this is for you. Jared in West Palm said, ET, I failed my bar exam twice now and I'm struggling to get back on it. I'm losing confidence quickly. Any advice? Yeah, well, first yeah, of all, see, I don't advice. know why you're losing confidence. Yeah. I, I, I think he assumed you failed a few tests in that 12 years to get a four-year degree. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he directed that at you. You know what I'm saying? He didn't ask Carl. <laughs> Right, right. But I I guess I would say to him, see, first of all, he really needs to check himself. Like, I don't know why you're losing confidence, you know. um, Well, because he failed twice. (laughs) Yeah, but but that's not an issue of confidence. That's an issue of you doing something wrong in terms of your system. Yeah, Yeah. something wrong with your preparation. So don't, 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 you know, don't allow um, yourself to lose confidence or don't put the onus or the responsibility in terms of your, you know, your inner man, that ain't nothing to do with that. That has nothing to do with, you know, um, how you look at yourself, how you view yourself, 
I mean, there are a lot of people. Uh, Tom Brady went 16-0 and and then ended up losing in the Super Bowl. And then he came back a couple years later and won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So you, you don't say, oh, I can't win a Super Bowl because you lost a Super Bowl or I don't never want to play again or I'm embarrassed. It's like, yo, I did something wrong. I won 16 games. You know what I'm saying? Something happened, won a couple playoff games, something happened in the Super Bowl. We, I got to fix it. You, you know what I'm saying? So you were able to pass, I guess, Carl, and forgive me, like I said, my ignorance, but the LSAT maybe, is that the test you take? So apparently you passed that and you were able to get into a, a university. Somebody uh, allowed you to get into law school. So apparently you passed your classes. Apparently you graduated. It's just one area that you seem to be um, getting caught up on. And, and I'm, I'm super excited for you because a lot of us get caught up in the beginning. We don't even get accepted into law school. You got accepted. You feel me? And then you went all the way through it. So the only thing you messing up on is the very end. So, so to me, bro, I don't, I, for real, and, and maybe because I am a high school dropout, maybe because I have failed so much, I just see failure as a part of success. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't look at myself as a failure. I look at myself as somebody who, you know, learned. It's funny, I was talking to my son yesterday, not to get off track, but he was like, Dad, hey, he, he, there's something that he did that I didn't necessarily agree with the process of how he did it. And he was like, Dad, man, I know I messed up. You know, I know, you know, um, you know, I made a mistake. And I was like, son, let me just keep it 100 with you. We can't say that you made a mistake yet. We'll know that on the second one. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, can't, you can't, like, say at 21 that you are doomed or damned because of something you did. It, it, it might turn into a lesson. We don't know. But if you keep doing that stupid jump for the next 50 years, then, yeah, then we got a problem. So I'm saying to you, bruh. It ain't like they only let you take the test twice, I think, Carl. Let me not put my foot in my mouth, but I, I think you get more than two tries at this thing. You feel me? And, and here's the deal. If you pass it on the third or the fourth one, you are a lawyer, and you have all the privileges and rights that somebody who passed on the first shot. Like, look, I'm just keeping it 100, bro. It took me 12 years to get a four-year degree. I promise you the dude that finished in four don't got no more rights than I got. His, his degree is not uh, bigger than mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, he, he, he don't get to come to alumni a day before I get to come to alumni. They don't not take my check, you know, because it took me 12. Bruh, it was, listen to me, had I not gotten my degree, I would have been a failure. Had I not gotten my degree, I would have been a failure. You understand what I'm saying? It's not the 12 years that make me a failure. It's the not getting the degree that would have made me a failure. So. You don't got nothing to worry about. If you don't ever get your law degree, then you probably wasted a lot of time. But, bro, we got a couple more shots at this thing. So let's not focus on uh, how you feel. Let's not focus on uh, the emotional aspects of it. Let's focus on you may not be a good test taker. Let's focus on you probably know the information, but when you go take the test, there's a bunch of anxiety that you feel or that you face. I was going to say, let's not focus on what people think. Because that right. scars a lot of people, too. You over there thinking, of what they going to think, what they going to say, my parents, this, that. Forget all that. I heard a, a, a story this week. I remember where. But um, <clears throat> Vince Lombardi, they were saying that this is like 1960-something. They had just lost. They lost in the Super Bowl or whatever. And they said the next year they came back to training camp. And I'm going somewhere, y'all. The next year they came back to training camp, they said, like, everybody's back. You know, they just went to the finals. So, you know, they're thinking my man's just going to start off like, like, yo, here's where we went wrong. Let's make some corrections. They said my man started off by, this is a football. 
this is like pigskin. Like he started elementary, like they had never, like there was like a Pop Warner game. They had never played football. My man said, this is a football. And you started from scratch with the whole system, like you never played football. They said he did it every year. No assumptions. When you study, no assumptions. Don't pretend like you know it. Start from scratch and go through this thing systematically and make sure you understand. Like put the energy into your preparation. And like he said, don't worry about nothing else. And, and I would say, Carl, I told a friend of mine, I said, here, this is what you need to do. Go survey 10 people who passed. Go survey 10 people who passed. Find, and write down what they did. And, and what you do is you look at what you did versus what they did. And if you see any gaps, you know, like one of the gaps I told a friend of mine is, you took three tests, failed three tests, but each test you had a full-time job and full-time responsibilities. And you were trying to juggle work and whatever. My three homies that passed on the first one, my three homies didn't have no job. They were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 they were barely, you know, um, they were sharing an apartment. Like, they, they didn't go out to eat. They didn't go to the movies. Like, they didn't do nothing but study for the bar exam. So it's no wonder they passed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, bro, you're putting your energy in the wrong place. When you start talking about confidence, this is not an issue of confidence. This is something that's just a crack and your uh, press, yeah, preparation. There's a crack in your system, and you need to go back and look at what that crack is, make the adjustment, and I'm, listen to me. I'm being real. When I got into the master's program at Michigan State University, we never mentioned that it took me 12 years to get a four-year degree. What, what they asked me, Carl, was, do you have a transcript? What, what was your GPA? You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna be real, my GPA was only like a two six two seven, and what they did was say, okay, this is what we gonna do. Here's the beautiful thing, y'all. Y'all got to hear me. What they decided to do was not to take my cum because it was a 12-year cum. So it turned out to be a blessing. What they actually did was only looked at the last two the years. La- right, yeah. And when they looked at the last two years, doggone it, I had like <laughs> a 3-2. I had a 3-2 <laughs> the last two years. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, I might have failed First when I was 10 19. was like a 1-5. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? If they want to go back to when I was 19 years old, I had a 1-2. I had a 1.3. You want to go back when I was 21, I had a 1.7. But when you looked at me in my last two, two years, I had a 3.2 GPA. As a child, I spoke as a child. I received grades as a child. As like a child. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But when I became nice. a man, I put away the 1.3, 1.7. <laughs> you know, and um, I was able to get into grad school. And once I got into grad school, young man, guess what? It was, a, it was a clean slate, and I graduated with a 3.78. I got a clean slate at the Masters. Then when I went to the PhD, another 3.8. It was a clean slate. So, bro, do me a favor. Like, forget about the past. Forget about that, and let's get focused on humble yourself. Because that's another thing I see sometimes with, like, law students, Carl, and people who are in the medical field. Like, sometimes there could be, like, a baby arrogance. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you didn't pass because you see yourself as an intellect could be more damaging that's to right. you. Yep. Than, than, you know what I'm saying? And that's the one cool thing for real. When it took you 12 to get a foe, you ain't got no, you ain't got no ego. Like, no I don't got no ego. ego. <laughs> I don't got no ego. I go into everything, like Carl said, starting from scratch. Like, I never get up and speak like I'm ETD5. I start from scratch on every presentation. And I try to go harder each time so for a check your ego at the door too oh, check hey, your ego i forgot to end the story see vince lombardi and the packers went on to win five of the next seven super bowls wow. right right wow. you feel me 
Yeah, and I think the so, thing yeah. is, like, you, you listen to E talk about, you know, the 12, and this is being serious, you listen to him talking about 12 years to get a four-year and all the things he went through, and all of those things made him who he was. And I think it was Steve Jobs who said, yo, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking mm, back. And yeah. so, you know, the fact that you failed it twice, you know, it, it may be a lesson in humility so that when you become a lawyer, you're, you know, more apt to deal with you yeah. know, difficult yeah. clients or whatever yeah. it is. You know what I'm saying? There's a blessing coming from that. It's definitely a lesson tied up in it. You just got to keep going because you never know what it was supposed to be like that. There's a reason that for real, you know, I tore my ACL twice in a row. Like I didn't know as an 18 year old that, you know, I thought my life was over. Like they took football from me. I thought it was over. But, you know, looking back now, I connect the dots like, oh, I met my wife. I met E. I met Carl. We started this company. We changed millions of lives. Like you can't connect it looking forward. And so just keep grinding, man. Let's end this thing on a, a very uh, deep question. Ben in Chicago said, what's your favorite cereal? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey bunches of oats. Carl, I'm about to ban you from this podcast. <laughs> First, the count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> and now, honey bunches of oats. Lord have. Uh, okay. Uh, e, favorite cereal, because Carl's eliminated. <laughs> wow, you eliminated him? <laughs> okay. Honey here's bunches my, of oats. Okay, so here's my favorite cereal. I don't eat it because it tear up the roof of my mouth, uh, but Captain Crunch. Oh. And not the berry, not berry. I don't like berries. Oh, Just not the plain, berry. You gotta go berries. No, plain Captain Crunch, original Captain Crunch. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to go, man. If I, no, nah, trust me, I ain't had them in Honey years. bunches of oats. Honey bunches of oats. Talking. No doubt. Hold Honey, on, see, oh, quick, I, I trust me. I ain't had those no in question. decades. No question <laughs> asked, Carl. I'm eating those now with. Wheaties, because I need fiber because I'm 46 years old. <laughs> but if you ask me what my favorite when I was regular. a child, I ate as a child, it's Captain Crunch. But I'm, I'm loving the honey oh, no bunches doubt. of oats, though. I'm uh, loving it, though. I would have to go Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm. Um, man, let me tell you something. The, that joint will have your milk. Oh, I'm talking about like chocolate hey, cinnamon. You could as well be eating a donut. You could as well be eating a donut. Oh, for sure. I'm talking about three donuts. <laughs> Three chocolate donuts, bruh. So, yeah, now that would be it for me. Um, yeah, I think we got everything out the way, man. I got hey, go. I just got my text, see? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Tamisha said. Oh, you got your Jordan. text, too? Okay, yeah. well, I Did guess we're done. Yeah, I guess we have to start doing this podcast at 3 a.m. so that we can get a full time slot in. We don't rob the people of their hookup. E, get us out of here on a nugget of the day, something we could take throughout the rest of the week. Hey, come on, come on, come on, y'all. Give me some energy, y'all. Look, do not. Do not, this to my young man, do not give up, do not give in, all right? Listen to me, every set back, you know it, it's just a setup for a comeback. So I need y'all to do me a favor. Look, you don't have energy to waste. Stop focusing on negative people. Get them out your head. Stop focusing on negative situations. In fact, what may appear to be negative in the instant, you might find out in the future that it was the best thing that ever happened to you. So do me a favor, go get it. Look, if you want it, you can have it, but you cannot have it. My boy Bob told me one time, <laughs> Bob told me one time when my car broke down, I needed a ride to work. He said, you can get a ride to work, but you can't get it from sitting on the couch in the living room. But if you put your shoes on, if you put your uniform on and you start walking towards your job, I guarantee you, you got a much better chance of getting a ride. And I did exactly what Bob told me to do. And guess what? 
exactly what he said happened. Not six minutes into my walk, somebody picked me up and took me to work. So get up, get out, and go get you something. It's your boy, E.T. I appreciate y'all listening, man. Go to iTunes and write us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.